Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It is Therapy Thursday and it is always my absolute pleasure to welcome back to the show Tony Knight, our resident psychotherapist. How are you today, Tony? Fantastic, Louise. Still slightly croaky from my COVID experience, but, you know, getting there. Yeah, look, uh, I'll give you the tip. It's going to be a little while longer. But, (laughs) but, you know, a a tea is good. Tea solves everything. So, look, getting back to that, uh, last time you were on, we did delve into the Subject that a lot of people don't actually talk about and and it needs to be brought to the forefront, I believe, and that is the psychological toll that COVID can take on people. Now, as uh, I shared last time, um, I contracted COVID in January and I'm still not back up to full speed and still have some symptoms. So after the three months mark, I officially became one of those long COVID statistics. So I didn't expect the challenges that I've come up against and they estimate that around 30 to 40% of people who contract COVID will have long COVID in some form. So we're not talking about a 5% here, we're talking a 30 to 40% and I think it takes a lot of people by surprise and there is not a lot of education around it, particularly here in Australia. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Louise. It does, it affects a lot of people and I guess because this is something that's relatively new, we're still playing catch up in terms of trying to work out the best ways to support the many people that have long COVID. Um, And, you know, it is a struggle for a lot of people. Yeah, it certainly is. And we we did touch on that um, last time we spoke. So I guess we should just run over for those who didn't catch the segment last time. And why not, I say, people, you know. (laughs) Yes, um, why not? <laughs> but you know the the points that we that we covered last time before we dive into because it is such a big topic. We couldn't get it all into one segment, Tony. We no, had to split it. No, we're going to struggle today to get it into to, <laughs> to today's. But look, let's let's do our best. Uh, yeah. So we were talking about the fact that it um, affects a lot of people and it can have a fairly significant ongoing impact on people's ability to do life as they knew it. Um, And that's quite distressing and quite an emotional toll um, to to have to deal with. Mm. And yet life goes on and so people do need to find a way. And so we started by talking about the importance of acceptance because I know it's one of those things that's really easy to say and hard to do. I totally get that and I feel for everyone who's having to try to find a way to accept having long COVID. But the bottom line is this, you know, it is distressing and yet you will want to maximise your life. You'll want to optimise given that there probably are things that you can't do at the moment that you used to do. Mm. And so that involves problem solving. That involves working out how to cope putting things in place. This means having to think things through. This means having to do a bit of analysis. And the the simple fact is that when we're stressed and we're either, you know, doing the opposite of acceptance, which is going to be fighting against the reality that we have long COVID, 
you know, when we're fighting against it, it means that we're angry, it means that we're stressed, it means that we're possibly in denial. All of those states are going to either postpone or mess up any efforts that we make to try to put things in place to, to deal with this. Mm. And so one way or another we need to come to a place of, okay, I don't like this, I don't have to like this, in fact it's terrible, but if I can acknowledge reality in a calm body, which is what acceptance is, if I can say this is where I'm at and okay, you know, Mm. I can deal with this now. Then you put yourself into the best possible headspace now to be able to strategize, to put things in place, to deal with this as well as you can as you promote your own recovery. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it can be because I think we have this this thing that um, you know, prior to catching COVID, um, I hadn't had a cold even a cold in three years, you know, and I thought to myself when I when I had it, I've had worse flus than this, so this is okay. I'm just going to lie low for you know a few days, and by the third day or the fourth day, I was kind of up and you know doing my thing around the house, and that was all right. And but I was quite shocked that from that fourth day, it didn't really improve. My energy level didn't go back up to where it where it was. I found exercise a struggle. Uh, I had joint pain that I'd never had before because my body is still got an inflammation response. And I really had to think about how I was going to measure out uh, my energy over a day because trying to hurdle back into my usual routine and think that I was going to get through it, uh, you know, without collapsing in exhaustion – it became very apparent to me very quickly that that wasn't going to happen. And mm-hmm. and so I had to make all of these modifications. Um, but I was really conscious of being tapped into my body to listen to it. Uh, and I think the issue comes when, um, you know, and like I'm probably dobbing him in here, but my partner um, is in construction. He has a very physical job. Uh, and he just went, right, you know, my seven days are up. I'm back to work. And he came home that first day and went, oh, my God. so yeah yeah, it is really um just sitting with it and going it is what it is and acceptance is just so important because you if you don't accept it you're just going to keep hitting a brick wall in terms of your energy levels or your or your symptoms that are showing up exactly right you know one of the most pervasive ongoing symptoms with long COVID and I'm I'm still although I'm not in the long COVID stage I came out of um isolation nearly two weeks ago um, but my energy levels are nowhere near what they were. No. Um, and so it's quite shocking because I don't think that I had it all that badly either yeah. when I did have COVID. You're right. And so when your energy levels are low, you really need to prioritise the things that really matter and then either look to put some things on hold, delegate some things or do those things that you need to do in a different way. And again, this really speaks to the importance of acceptance because if you fight and deny, you know, where you're at, you're using precious energy, um, which could be put towards problem solving. Yes. And, you know, and if I could go a bit further there, um, and I think we mentioned this last time, one of the key strategies uh, is going to be reaching out for support. 
again, because we might be in various stages of, you know, denial and hating this and feeling the sense of loss, even grief, that we can't live life our way, um, but also because we may need practical help as well um, to get things done. And I would suggest that, you know, this is the time we all need to be helping each other. Yeah, yeah, we do. And it's really funny, I guess, coming out of Mother's Day, there was a whole load of um, conversation that came out of out of Mother's Day and and how we, particularly as women, feed into that whole super superwoman thing and mm. everyone's celebrating us on Mother's Day and going, you're a superwoman, like you're amazing and you get everything done and we go, yeah, that's me. Okay, um, can't let anyone down here. So, yeah, it's it's not okay. I'm buggered, but I'm just going to keep pretending that everything's okay and keep going and, you know, and that's when you, you fall into a heap. So it's yeah. worth if you tuned into your body and you're recognising that it's not um, bouncing back as quickly as possible, You've all, there's also that level of honesty and transparency and vulnerability to say, hey, I'm still struggling because the I think a lot of people think that seven days is up, right, they're in the clear, they're back out again and it's not always the case. I mean, I know when my daughter had COVID, she had it, um, you know, 18, nightclub, uh, everyone can pinpoint the uh, the time of year that she got COVID. Uh, but, um, you know, she was, she was literally, at that point, it was a 10-day isolation. By seven days, she was climbing the walls and she – you know, was in bed for maybe two days. That was it. And bounced back very well. Uh, But my experience was totally different. And I really had to have that conversation with her in terms of sharing the load around the house that I know that you came out of it really quick. I'm I'm not coming out as quick. It's not the same for Mm. me. Um, And, you know, being able to have those honest conversations gets people to understand if they've never had it or they bounce back really quickly that it can look different for some people. Interestingly enough, most people I know, in other words, people that get it that are not young, and I know this happens even to some young people, but most people I know do have ongoing problems with with energy to to varying extents. So, you know, it, it seems to be one, you know, a relatively common thing. And you're absolutely right, Louise, about that idea that we kind of, particularly women, but I think everybody really to some extent, do internalise this kind of image of ourselves as being, you know, super duper, you know, that we're just going to grit our teeth and carry on because that's what we do. And, you know, what we know is that that's going to hinder our recovery from COVID and it's unrealistic. So, you know, I would say to everybody, this is the time to be aware of our limitations and to be totally okay with it. You know, we deserve to be able to take the time that we need to have a rest, We, you know, and, and to recover. We are not just units of production. We're not just productive. There's so much more to us than this. And at times we need to let go of that super high value that we place on being all things to all people, being productive, you know, being able to achieve things and create things and work hard. Yeah. They're, they're, they're great things to have, but there are times when we need to let those labels go because our wellness, our recovery, our health is simply more important. It 100% is. 
We're going to continue this discussion with Tony after the break, but um, I'm sure that's given a lot of people a lot of food for thought. So process that, listen to some tunes, and we'll be right back with you on Therapy Thursdays with Tony Knight here on The Juice. We're back with Tony Knight here on Therapy Thursdays, and we're talking about the psychological effects of COVID And particularly long COVID, if it hangs on past your seven days, it can be quite confronting to actually realise that you're not firing on all cylinders. And the research is still so new that we don't know how long we're not going to be running at full speed. So we really need to acknowledge that, as we talked about in in the first instance, ask for some help. And also... Tony, we're going to get into how we talk to ourselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly, Louise. So on the one hand, we don't want to pretend it's not there, deny it, hate it, and mm. try to grit our teeth and carry on. But we also, of course, don't want it to define us. We don't want to give in to it yes. um, and find ourselves just, you know, I guess wallowing, not being able to you know, live life as well as we can. We want to avoid both of those extremes. And it's certainly possible, as I said, starting with acceptance. And so the next step, other than to get support, and that's probably number one, is to be okay with leaning on people just as you would hope they would do that for you, is to now address our self-talk, the things that we tell ourselves. And, you know, it's very easy when you're stressed because life's not how it used to be, it's very easy to lapse into some unhelpful styles of thinking like catastrophizing. In other words, thinking that this is so much, you know, bigger and more horrible um, than it actually is, you know, to, to be involved in all or nothing thinking, you know. So, yeah. in other words, I can't do anything now or I have to do everything now. So wanting to avoid those kinds of you know, extremes and, and certainly avoiding pessimism as well, this mm-hmm. idea that, you know, um, you know you're, you're to blame because you can't do everything you used to do and, you know, it can feel like it's in every aspect of your life and it's going to go on forever. When you're stressed out or down, those things can feel so true. Yes. But they're not. They're not. And so how do you move past this kind of thinking that can really grip you yeah. when you're not feeling at your best. Mm. Yeah. One of the things I suggest, other than, again, to have a buddy, a check-in buddy, someone who can remind you of the truth and help you to avoid some of those worst aspects of, you know, real, real generalising catastrophic thinking, one of the best things you can do is to come up with your own kind coach. So this is what I call this inner voice that can remind you of your potential, of what you can do, that can help to get you back on track. Mm. Now, if everyone knows of someone in their life, either currently or even in their past, who was a really positive influence in their life, that was a positive can-do kind of person, it could have been an actual coach, like a sporting coach, it could have been a teacher, it could be a relative, It could even be someone who is, you know, a prominent person or a famous person. I always recommend to people 
um, to think of someone that they know reasonably well. The better you know them, the easier this is to do. Mm. But ultimately, if there's absolutely no one you can think of, you can make someone up. You can have them as a presence. But the idea, I get everybody to come up with their own kind coach. I use my kind coach at times when I need to remind myself of something positive, mm. something that is not toxically positive because, look, you know, having long COVID isn't a party, but something that is helpful yes, as well as being true yeah. is what we need. Yeah, and I, I really find it was actually quite funny. Yesterday I shared something on my Facebook page and it was about um, – that toxic positivity that you you would come to somebody with a problem and um, it's feeling really real for you and that person goes, oh, you've been through worse or such and such and it was way worse than you or what, and diminishes that and that's infuriating. But at the yeah. same time, you don't want Eeyore sitting there, you know, you're like catastrophizing everything that, um, yeah. that you bring to it and making you feel worse. So you've got to strike that balance. Um, yeah. yeah, and it is, and it is a balance, Louise. You're right. Toxic positivity just basically denies people's current situation, and that's not helpful to people. If you want to connect with someone, you do need to start with where they are, yeah, and recognize that for some people it has been a really tough road, yeah. But obviously, that person doesn't want to stay there either. It's that's just right. where you have to start. Again, yeah. this is acceptance, but now it's the acceptance of the person helping. It's accepting that while they know that their friend or loved one won't stay in this place, this is where they are right now. Mm. And, and that's okay. That's okay. We all go there. But developing your own kind coach is that presence that says you have, you know, this is okay. It's not great. It's not fun, but it's okay. And you've got this. So do something about it. So a kind coach knows your potential, knows your strengths, knows what you're capable of, but at the same time isn't going to sugarcoat things, isn't going to lie to you, is going to be honest and real with you at the same time. And so they're, you know, they're, they're going to tell you the truth, sometimes the harsh truth, but even when they tell you the truth, they know that you have what it takes to get past this. And so a kind coach really does find that middle ground between mm. being honest and real with someone but reminding them of their ability to move beyond it at the same time. And they will say, so deal with this. Come on, you've yeah. got this, get on with it. Mm. And that's what I love about the kind coach. And so I'm hoping that everybody listening is able to come up with someone that they can internalise. And when the chips are down, when they're feeling really bad, they might be able to summon up that image of their kind coach and say, what would they tell me right now? Mm. Right? Because sometimes we can't find our strengths and our abilities ourselves. Not when we're feeling down. We tend to be very negative. We're not thinking in terms of possibilities. Um, but if we can summon up our kind coach, maybe our kind coach will tell us that. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, the kind coach may say things like, yeah, you're, you're feeling down and, and that's that's to be expected. So it is okay to feel down. It's not bad to feel down. It's not bad to be worried about the future, you know. So in other words, you know, yeah, this is how it is. But let's have a look at all the 
crises and challenges that you've come through in the past. Because if you've gotten to this stage of life, you've certainly gone through many and probably crises that are worse than this. Yes. How did you get through them? You know, who did you lean on? What qualities did you bring forward? Because your kind coach knows that you have a lot of strengths, abilities, skills and qualities. How did you get through it? Yeah. You know, and the kind coach would then say, okay, come on, let's have a look at what you can do here. You can't do everything. We're being real here. But what can you do? Yeah. Uh, The kind coach moves you towards possibilities. Again, we're not trying to magic this away. We're not trying to pretend it doesn't exist. We're just simply saying what is possible and maybe there are even some opportunities in this. Now, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but the kind coach can move you from feeling like a real victim to feeling like, okay, Maybe, just maybe, with me not being able to do everything I can now, maybe there is an opportunity here. Maybe there is something I'm not seeing yet Mm. that could actually be quite helpful for me, something that could move me forward or at least help me to learn something that I can take with me into the future or that I can share with other people. A little bit like what you're doing, Louise, with sharing you know, your experience of long COVID, it doesn't make it fine. It doesn't make it great. But you have found an opportunity with it to connect with other people and to help other people feel better about their journey. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's something that I'm really passionate about because, uh, you know, I've, I've got friends who are going through and staff members who are going through similar things. And what they're finding is, is that a lot of people aren't really talking about it. And so they feel isolated. So, you know, bringing this into the into the more general conversation is is a fantastic thing. Um, but you're right what you say about opportunity. I mean, I, I read an article somewhere that actually said that the pandemic was they they think that growth happens with disruption. And so with every disruption, there is an opportunity for growth that comes out of that. Yeah. Look, I completely believe that. And you only have to read stories of some of the greatest people in history or even some of the smaller innovations to see that those innovations often come out of limitations, difficulties, problems, challenges, setbacks, right? Yes. You know, at some point what some people do is that they think differently. Their thinking switches, you know, Perhaps they had a kind coach that said to them through their own voice, you know, there's an opportunity here. I wonder if you could somehow take this setback and turn this into something that could be useful for yourself and others. I'm not going to say that it's always there, not necessarily, but even if this isn't something that others can, you know, somehow give as a gift, you know, connecting, et cetera, at least they are learning themselves about their own resilience, about their own ability to yet again get back on track and to do life as well as they can in circumstances. So, yeah, I think there is virtually always an opportunity in that. Yeah. Um, Not always easy to find, 
but possible when you have the right strategies at hand. And I think your kind coach can can take you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love that concept. I really love that concept. And, uh, you know, the kind coach who is firm but fair, uh, exactly. yeah, is going to, you know, definitely sort of get us through that period and not let us ignore it or wallow. And that's the, the balance that we need to strike here. And, mm. uh, you know, as I said, you know, disruption, some of the greatest in- innovations have come out of disruption. Uh, let's look at all the businesses that, to use the word that I hate, pivoted um, in in the pandemic. And, you know, coming out of this, if we're not back to full speed, maybe we have to pivot in the way that we run our daily lives for a little while. And we might actually find that we have a little bit more bandwidth, a little bit more space and, uh, you know, it might actually work for us. <laughs> Who knows, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, a great chat, Tony. I really, really appreciate uh, you delving into this with me. It's something that, as I said, in Australia particularly, we're a little bit behind on uh, long covid is recognised in uh, particularly in Europe and the States and uh, there are a, a plethora of long COVID clinics over there. We have one in Australia that only opened three weeks ago. So we do have a long way to go in terms of understanding this and the best way to understand it is to hear people's stories to work out how we work with it and to acknowledge it. And uh, I really thank you for uh, tackling this topic with me today on Therapy Thursdays. My absolute pleasure, Louise, as always. That was Tony Knight, our resident psychotherapist here on The Juice.